Hey marketers, we're so glad you've tuned into the Girls in Marketing podcast. It's a very special corner of the internet. If you're new around here, we love to share inspiring advice from the best of the best, which is why we invite successful marketers and business people to chat about the ins and outs of the industry. Whether you're an established marketer, searching for your first role, or just marketing curious, we've got a little something for everyone. If you've not heard of Girls in Marketing before, where have you been? We're an online community and educational platform that offers digital resources and networking opportunities. We live and breathe digital marketing, and we're here to help you feel just as empowered as us. Right, enough chat. Let's get into some marketing magic. Our podcast wouldn't be possible without our wonderful sponsors, and we want to give them a massive shout out today. I know from personal experience that writing CVs and cover letters can be such a big and daunting task, which is why when Kick Resume agreed to sponsor the podcast, I couldn't have been more overjoyed. If you've not heard of Kick Resume before, it helps people create amazing CVs, cover letters, and personal portfolio websites. Even if you have zero graphic design skills, Kick Resume lets you build and create your dream CV from scratch. It has over 1,500 CV examples to be inspired by, and it's helped 1.2 million people across the world secure jobs that they love, many of them at companies like Apple, Google, and Nike. Kick Resume is kindly offering you guys one month completely free. Just go to the link in the show notes to claim your offer and get creating. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, I am super excited about today's podcast. We've had some really amazing guests in the past talking about digital trends, building multi-million pound agencies and the importance of video marketing. But something that we've never talked about before is Pinterest. Luckily, we've got Tammy Abonga with us today who is a Pinterest manager and all-round expert on the platform. Hey Tammy. Hi. It's so nice to have you with us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to chat. Absolutely (laughs) no problem. First off, I think we should clarify, there are new job titles popping up all over the place. Mm -hmm. There's there's countless things and I I think everyone's a bit confused at the moment. So before we go any further, obviously I introduced you as a Pinterest manager, but what actually is a Pinterest manager? Oh, I love this question. Um, So... There's lots of different titles, you're right. There's Pinterest strategists and virtual assistants, but a Pinterest manager basically looks after your entire Pinterest account. So everything from setting up your Pinterest account and optimizing it and getting it ready for traffic to designing pins, custom pins for your specific brand, and then actually scheduling out pins every single day using Tailwind and using SEO so that your content can get found on the Pinterest feed. Amazing. And so you've obviously set up your own agency, which is Fresh Pin Studio. And this, I um, know, kind of develops business Pinterest marketing. So obviously, you are a Pinterest manager yourself. Mm -hmm. What would you say a full project looks like for you? So from the initial audit right through to the end? Um, So I am someone who I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but I worry. So I kind of like to dive into like the little details of everything. So I always start off like an audit with a booking form. So I take down where you're at, what your niche is, where you're at right now with Pinterest and sort of really get a feel for where you're at right now when it comes to Pinterest. Because I know people, some people understand it, some people don't. So I really want to get clear on where you're at. And then what I do is I look over your account beforehand and then we will 
I will go over and like see every different section within your account. So from your profile to your pins, your SEO and your keywords, your graphics, how often you're pinning. And then during the actual call, if we're having a Pinterest audit, I'll then go over the different sections and really help you get clear and be confident on how to actually use Pinterest for your business specifically so that you can get traffic. And if it's a Pinterest management um, project that I'm doing, then it's a little bit different because it's like a longer project that we're doing. So we'll have like a clarity call together just so I know that we're a good fit and um, Pinterest is something that will work for you because some businesses actually tend to do better on Pinterest than others just because of like how much content they're creating. So I really wanna know that you're creating content before we start working together. And then we follow like a similar principle with the audit where I'll look over your account and then instead of doing like an audit call, I create like a plan and then I send it off to my clients to approve just because I obviously don't want to touch anything until they're happy with everything. So I send them a plan for them to approve. And then um, once they're happy with everything, I go ahead and start um, implementing that plan on their account. And then we start the management process. And management is really me scheduling out pins, writing pin descriptions for you and scheduling them into Tailwind and then reporting back to you at the end of the month with an analytics report. Just so you can see, obviously, here's how many clicks you've had, here's what content is popular. And then you can start to create content based on what is popular on Pinterest. And then with that, that's like a sort of rolling contract. So that can be for three months, six months, however long the client wants to go on with Pinterest management. Yeah, it's really interesting, I think, because for a long time, I think that Pinterest has been not regarded in the right way, almost kind of not regarded as a marketing strategy. And it's very, I wouldn't say it's new, but it's very up and coming for a lot of people. And I know you've, you touched on there saying that it works better for some businesses than others. Have you found that certain businesses it does work better for? Or is it actually quite surprising the businesses that it works for, not the typical businesses that you might initially think? Yeah, so um, Pinterest tends to work better if you've got a lot of content and I'm sure we'll probably touch on this later as well um but because they've done a lot of changes especially in 2020 um having fresh content so posting blogs regularly or having a podcast regularly because you're consistently creating content and giving Pinterest more content that tends to help people grow their accounts a lot faster um but also Etsy stores I had a client who had um she was selling like digital like printables and that actually done quite well as well um so yeah it does depend obviously on the business if it's like a physical like product then it's not impossible to get results from there but definitely businesses that create content or have like digital products they tend to do the best on pinterest yeah do you think with that then that more businesses as they start seeing the value with Pinterest they'll kind of start implementing Pinterest strategies and if so do you think that it would be relevant to do it kind of in-house I know obviously yourself you are a Pinterest manager and external to clients but do you think that it's worth we have a lot of marketers out there who may be listening right now who work for a company and if they're interested in Pinterest or they've had a look into Pinterest and they really want to have a go at it do you think that it's worth approaching your employer and saying I, you know I want to try a Pinterest strategy I think that would be a really interesting take for us as a business yeah definitely I think if you have um 
if most people they're moving online um, now um if you especially if you're an online business and you do create content i would definitely say it's worth adding into your marketing strategy just because of also the shelf life of um pins on pinterest it's something that once you've set it up and you've built like a solid Pinterest strategy and a foundation, it's a really great way of having traffic come to your website without you having to really go back and edit pins or touch on pins. Once you've repurposed your content and made some pins for it and you've put it on Pinterest, it's a really great way of actually setting up organic, consistent traffic back to your website and it's for the long haul as well. It lasts so much longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think as well, I know what you said there really resonates with more like an organic marketing strategy. Mm. So kind of the likes of content marketing and SEO. I know paid strategy is, is so huge as well, but I think having that long-term organic strategy is just a no-brainer for a lot of a lot of businesses if they want to be there and be there for a long time. Yeah. Definitely. Um, One of my um, clients that I made like a pin for at some point last year, would you believe me if I told you that still gets traffic to that single blog post from just one pin? It was like a a viral pin. At one point it had like 1.2 million impressions, something like that. And I think at its highest, it brought her, I think 19,000 clicks just from that one pin. And I haven't touched it since 2020 and we're now in 2021. So definitely if Pinterest is, especially if you're starting out or um, with business and you're looking for organic ways to market without having to do paid ads. And because I know Facebook ads are very handy, of course, but if you're looking to set up like a foundation in the beginning that can drive you traffic for the long haul, then I definitely say Pinterest is worth it. Yeah. And I think from what we've already talked about, Pinterest is such an undervalued platform. So many businesses and marketers alike will have never even thought about it being a platform that they can use to drive traffic. But just from what you've said already from clients you've worked with, there's there's so much potential. Why why do you think that having a Pinterest strategy is is important for a business? Obviously, you've said it lays a kind of groundwork, but is is there more to it? Do you think that businesses just need to invest more in in other strategies and other platforms? Yeah, so Pinterest because it's called a social media platform, but technically it does kind of work like a search engine. And so obviously you need to use SEO and like keywords in your pin descriptions and in your pin titles. And so I would definitely say it's worth having an actual strategy because you can create like a, um, let's say you have like a blog post, for example, people will tend to like create one blog post and one graphic for that blog post and have it on their website and use the little pin it button and post it to Pinterest. But that's kind of where it stops. Whereas if you had like a strategy where you're creating multiple different graphics and like A-B testing what is working well, you're really focusing on your keywords as well in your descriptions and using a variety of different keywords. That will also help your content spread further because you're using more key more keywords um, for that one piece of content. So that way you're really building your reach. And when you have like a strategy in place like that, where you're clear on how many graphics you're creating and you're really utilizing SEO, that's going to help your content go a lot further rather than just creating, you know, just the one blog post and one pin for the blog post and calling it a day. 
When Girls in Marketing started making money as a business, I reached out to Crunch, the online accounting service, for a bit of guidance. Its team was so helpful. Honestly, this platform is incredible and we're so excited that they're sponsoring our podcast. Crunch have just launched a free version of their paid subscription. Yep, you get unlimited invoicing, expenses, banking feeds, and even get the option to get free self-assessment support. If you've just got into freelancing or you're looking for a way to manage your business finances easily, I'd highly recommend checking out Crunch Free. All you have to do is visit our website for more information and hit the link to meet your new accounting BFF. Seriously, it's a game changer and you won't regret it. Um, we we did some a bit of research into Pinterest marketing. Obviously, it's kind of a an up and coming thing, really. And Hootsuite published some statistics that said eighty five percent of pinners say that they use it to plan new projects and are in the market to buy new products when it comes to Pinterest and using it. Martha, our head of partnerships, is actually doing this at the moment because she's moving into a new flat and she sent me already all the boards that she's been creating for interior and everything like that. And it's so great for that aspect but I know that also Pinterest is amazing for service-based businesses as well as kind of physical products can you explain why you think Pinterest is amazing for for both for both service businesses do you think that one is particularly favorable um, and how do you see that in in terms of what you do as a Pinterest manager yeah so congratulations to Martha that's really exciting um so with using Pinterest for your service-based business, I think it's really valuable because most of the time when you have like a service-based business, it's like a higher ticket offer because it's more in-depth rather than just having like a $27 ebook, for example. And so more than likely when people discover you for the first time, they're not just going to book to work with you. So what most service businesses do is they try and build like a connection and generate... um, build and cultivate a relationship with their leads and so with Pinterest it's really good because what you can do is get in front of an entire fresh audience because Pinterest is full of people who are on the platform searching for like ideas and inspiration and tips for their specific problem and then what you can do is then drive them to your website and then get them into your community so get them on your email list that's what like my client who has like a training that's what she does and from there she's then able to put them through her masterclass that she's got it's like a little free training and then from there nurture them on her email list and then that way she can then invite them in to work with her so I think it's a really good way of building up constantly getting people to your site and getting people um, onto your website seeing your content and then getting them into your community into your space into your funnel and then that way from there you can nurture them because I know with having like a service-based business like I said it's a slow burn in a way you people you need to build obviously that connection and really show that you are the expert in whatever the field is whether it's graphic design or web design or you're a coach and then from there once you've nurtured them that's when you can pitch yeah I think service-based businesses using Pinterest isn't something that everyone thinks of every day but Mm. as you said almost that aspect of a brand awareness and you know Pinterest is is a platform as you said is is almost more like a search engine than a social media mm-hmm. site so people go on there to search for things whether that's you know the more typical as we think of Pinterest in in interior design or if it's more inspirational and quotes because mm. you know if 
you are a coach or if you are someone who wants to bring in business from like a mindset point of view or something like that you know there's there's so much potential with Pinterest um now moving away a little bit from Pinterest and Pinterest marketing as a strategy Mm -hmm. I'd love to dive in a little bit more about you and your role as a Pinterest manager because as I said before there are a lot of marketers who listen to our podcast who may be interested in a career in in marketing but then also maybe specializing in Pinterest and having a go at that what does a standard day look like for you as a Pinterest manager with with clients and with your business um so I have different days <laughs> I kind of like to do like themed days across my week but like typically from like start to finish I'll obviously start at around nine as much as I love being my own boss I still start at nine um and then if it's um a content creation day so I like to batch like my work so Mondays I don't do client work I just focus on my own Instagram and writing to my email list but then on Tuesdays I like to break down the um the work that I do so I will write out all my client descriptions um on Tuesday mornings and then any account um if I have a client who's joined for like a Pinterest audit I'll start preparing for that towards the afternoon and then on Wednesdays, I then create all the graphics that I'm going to pin for my clients in the morning. And then in the afternoon, if I'm onboarding a new Pinterest management client, then I work on editing their account or working on their um, account plan. And then Thursdays is when I actually go in and schedule all of the pins for my clients. So I'll open up their tailwind. And because I've already written the descriptions and I've already written the, I've already made the graphics, all I need to do then is then go and schedule those out in tailwind using their strategy. And then that way it can start to go out onto their Pinterest account around the clock. And then on, in the afternoons, I will probably continue working on like account builds. And then Fridays, I kind of just like tidy up any loose ends that I've got. It's like an admin mix up day where I just kind of do everything that sounds so organized and my dream I love having that organization to the week because I understand as well with being a business owner it can seem really unorganized there's Mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on there's people here there and everywhere everyone wants a piece of you it's it can be really difficult so it's super interesting that you say you um choose you know a day to do certain things Mm -hmm. and simply Um, one of the previous guests we've had on the way she works her days is she picks three things to do a day and then she just makes sure that she gets those three things done because and and honestly hearing that was probably the best thing I've heard in my life as a as a person who loves to work and loves to do things because I put I used to put things on my to-do list and I'd get to the end of the day and I'd done maybe you know, three out of 10 things and I'd feel feel accomplished because, you know, you had these 10 things to do at the start of the day and you wanted them done by the end of the day. And I'm sure many people now will probably nod in their heads thinking this is totally me, Mm -hmm. but it's so difficult to, to make sure that you get everything done, especially if you are freelancing or you are a business owner, or even if you're working full time, there's a lot to do. So I always think it's easier to add three things, three main things to your to-do list every single day Mm -hmm. and just making sure that you get them done. And then anything else is a bonus and you finish the day and you're feeling super accomplished. You've done your three things, you've maybe done some extra things. 
But I also like your strategy, which is uh, maybe a little bit different to saying <laughs> three things, saying like this is a, like a theme day. I like that mm. idea as well. So I might have to give that a try. In <laughs> Definitely. Do you know what? I said I have to do it because when, because obviously being a Pinterest manager is something that is relatively new and like I took like a course when I decided to get started and you don't have a boss or anyone telling you so it's up to you to make sure you get the work done because obviously you have like clients relying on you and you need to obviously show up because you are your business you need to work and I would end up like you said I'd write literally like 10 things on my to-do list and if I, I wouldn't even get four of them done. And then you start to feel really guilty and like imposter syndrome starts kicking in and you feel like a failure almost. And so I said, you know what? The easiest thing to do is just batch create. And that way it helps with like my productivity as well. And I set like a little 25 minute timer and I know, okay, on Mondays I'm doing this. Mondays is creating content. So all I need to do is record some reels and focus on Instagram and my email list. Okay, Tuesdays. I need to write descriptions. So I know I'm in the zone of looking at SEO and keywords and all of that. And that way it stops me getting like squirrel brain (laughs) because I get distracted really easily. And it just helps you stay focused and you feel a whole lot more accomplished as well, just because you have what you need to do and you do it. And I have like a little notepad on my desk and I also write down like my top three things for the day. And it always gets ticked off and it's just so much easier. So my advice is if you want to be a Pinterest manager, definitely do themed days because it helps you get your client work done quicker. And yeah, it just, it makes life so much easier. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's definitely one of them things of, oh, because you originally got 10 things on your to-do list. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just need to get everything done. But the reality of it is, if you know that those 10 things are are realistically going to take you three days rather than one, you might as well just be realistic when you're creating that that to-do list. So that is so true. (laughs) I don't know why I do it to myself. We listened to one of your podcasts, actually, and you mentioned before about creating Instagram content Mm -hmm. so I think this is a really fitting kind of topic to talk about Mm -hmm. and we did a podcast called Pinterest versus Instagram which was such an interesting debate and I feel like at Girls in Marketing now we may be converts in future but right Mm -hmm. now we are definitely team Instagram just because that's where we started a lot of our audience is there I feel like I know where this question is going to (laughs) go but which platform do you think is best do you prefer Pinterest or Instagram Do you know what? I'm going to be fair and say they both have obviously their pros and cons. If we're looking at it from a place of like engagement and connecting, I'm not going to lie, Instagram wins hands down every single time because I've met some of the most amazing people on there. And it's really good for like building community and getting to know people because on Pinterest, people don't care about you. (laughs) On Pinterest, they just care about the content. So in terms of like community, getting to know people and really connecting, Instagram wins. However, (laughs) um, if it's for traffic, you're right, I'm going to have to say Pinterest. And the reason why is I just feel like when you're creating pins on Pinterest, the amount of longevity that you'll get back from Pinterest is just insane. Like I said, my client her pin from last year still gets her traffic and when it comes to obviously Instagram 
you do get results and you'll get people like engaging with your content, but you hardly get people clicking to your website for the most part. Most of the time they just engage with your content and not really go to your website to sign up for your email list, for example. Whereas on Pinterest, because people are literally in the search bar searching for business coach tips or money mindset affirmations, or if you're a graphic designer, graphic design tips or branding tips, they're actually searching for content and for ideas. And so if you've used SEO in like your pin descriptions, your title and on your actual pin, because Pinterest can read the graphic, then your content will appear in the search bar for months and months and months because people are searching. So I do say for traffic and for longevity, Pinterest, but if you want to engage, then Instagram. And having said that as well, Pinterest, they recently changed it. It was story pins, but they've changed it to idea pins. The same thing in a way as like Instagram stories. But the difference is on Instagram stories, the good thing about Instagram stories is that you're showing you because people care about you and they want to get to know you as an individual, the person behind the brand. Whereas if you were to post that same like a behind the scenes on Pinterest, it wouldn't do as well because people are searching. So on the flip side, if you use this in the Pinterest story for, I don't know, to share three quick tips on something that would do a lot better on Pinterest as a story versus on Instagram. So it's kind of, they have their pros and cons, both of them. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that, like you said, the kind of personality side definitely mm-hmm. comes out on Instagram and community as well. Whereas if people are using Pinterest as a search engine, then it only makes sense that they are going on there to look for content rather than to look for community. But additionally, I think something that you said, which was really interesting, talking about kind of how things work with with links on Instagram and on Pinterest, because links for smaller accounts is really inaccessible right now. Now, there was some news the other day that uh, Instagram are going to be trialing link stickers on Instagram stories, which is really interesting. And everyone, we put a post out about it and everyone is super excited because that ultimately means that links will be more accessible on Instagram, which is obviously a really good thing. But on Pinterest, it's the link is there. You can add individual links to every single pin, which like you said, it adds to that customer journey to someone seeing a post about you know five design tips to then go into your blog to signing up to a masterclass to getting on to paying for something whereas with Instagram as much as it's great and it's community and engagement the only link at the moment that people under you know 10k and who aren't verified have access to is the link in bio and it's kind of become a running joke saying (laughs) oh link in bio but it it isn't accessible for people and you know if you do have 10,000 followers or a verified account you can do swipe up and I Mm -hmm. think the swipe up makes it so much easier for people and in all honesty consumers they just want something quick they want something easy Mm -hmm. which is I think why like you said for driving traffic Pinterest is is definitely the winner in this case yeah I think with like I said, Instagram, I love Instagram. I'd never delete it. But with Pinterest, like in terms of just like, you're right, like the whole like workflow, it's a whole lot more seamless. Um, Some of the pin styles that they've come out with now, um, it's harder to click through um, because they do want people to sort of stay on the platform longer, but definitely you can click through straight away 
onto a graphic and go through to a website. Whereas on like a video pin, you have to like click the little three dots and then you can go to the website. Um, but with the stories, um, they've changed it to idea pins now. I keep saying stories, but it's the same feature. Um, you can't link to that just yet. So what you have to do is write like your domain in or say head to this and then insert domain here. Um, for them to visit whatever you were trying to get them to. But definitely with Pinterest, it's you can just click through. I've actually been like in that situation myself where I was looking for, funny enough, Instagram um, tips on Pinterest. And um, I found this, I saw this pin and I clicked on it and this lady had like a small, like low ticket offer, like a 20 pound something. Um, like a content calendar and I was like eyeing it for a bit and then I ended up buying it there and then and it's because I found it on Pinterest so if you have like a offering that you're trying to get people to or like a, it could be a free offering as well or like a training or a guide definitely it makes it easier for people to just click straight away and get to it rather than saying click the link in my bio because even I kind of get fed up of saying that I was trying not to laugh when you were saying it because I feel like a parrot just saying click the link in my bio. Yeah, we actually had um a pr we have a print on that we did for girls in marketing. I even got it on a hoodie that has link in bio, put link in bio on my tombstone just because <laughs> it's genuinely something it, it's a running joke now that so many people say that, but I do think the accessibility with Pinterest is makes it just so much easier to to click mm -hmm. onto a website anyway. We might have some marketers or business owners out there that are looking to utilize Pinterest. So what would be some advice that you would say to them if they've never considered Pinterest before or they want to have a go at it? What would be some advice you'd, you'd give to those people? So definitely when you're getting started, obviously think about the content that you've got. If you've got a lot of content, and it doesn't even actually have to be that much. It could be maybe 20 pieces, 25 pieces of existing content. So like a blog or a podcast. And then you want to make sure that your profile is optimized to like using a business account and you've done your keyword research and you've optimized your display name and your bio with keywords. Look at like your boards and make sure you have relevant boards set up. And then from there, I would definitely say just focus on pinning different graphics because Pinterest is really, really focusing on fresh pins. So a fresh pin, I should actually explain, is either a new graphic that hasn't been pinned before with a brand new link that hasn't been pinned before, or it could even be a new graphic with a link that's already previously been pinned on Pinterest. So essentially, as long as the graphic is new and you're constantly creating new graphics, um, for your links and you're pinning them on a regular basis then you should be fine on Pinterest and that's a great way to get started and then from there you can start to test what's working what's not working like what graphics are getting like the most clicks and getting the most engagement and then you can start to build up and create more content based on what people are actually interacting with on the feed as well and it just makes life a whole lot easier mm -hmm. I think when you create content you have to obviously think of, of your audience and people that will enjoy your content so definitely thinking about the new content you can create with with fresh pins mm -hmm. as you say um, and really creating that so that it gets more engagement from people is is a super interesting take and you know Pinterest from my experience is always changing and always evolving which is really exciting 
well. So I definitely think that they'll be releasing more new features. So as you said, the Mm -hmm. idea, um, stories and everything like that. I think there's so many new and exciting things for for them to be doing. Pinterest changes all the time. Even like small things like the story pin and idea pins, it can get confusing because it's like it's the same thing, but they just do these small little tweaks. So you have to stay on top of it. So it's been lovely having you on. And before we go, we ask everybody one question at the end, just because we like to leave it on a lovely positive note. And the question is, do you have a favorite quote or a motivational mantra that you aim to live by? And if so, what is it so you can share it with all of our lovely listeners today? I have like a sheet above my desk and I read it every morning. The last sentence is um, like an affirmation. So every day I'm growing, every day I'm learning, I'm good at what I do. And the reason why I wrote that is because, like I said earlier on, Pinterest management is like a new sort of thing. And so I tend to suffer with like imposter syndrome, or I feel like, I don't know if other entrepreneurs can relate to this, where you feel like you have to know everything. And so I kind of like to remind myself that, hey, every day you're learning, every day you're growing, and this is a journey and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, that's so lovely. I think that's really true as well from the perspective of someone who also owns a business. You know, there are there's a lot on social media that, you know, you've you think that you've got to live up to all these expectations, people doing amazing yeah. things, you know, people being millionaires by the time they're 25, people doing this and that. And, you know, it can get really overwhelming. And I think having affirmations like the one you just said before is really important because at the end of the day, you're alive, you're healthy, you're doing well. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's all you could re- ever really ask for. And I think that, you know, we should be grateful in life to have these amazing things and these amazing opportunities I am forever grateful for girls and marketing and the community and everything that is being created and what will continue to be created and I'm sure you are super grateful as well for your business and I think that absolutely you know it's it's a lot and imposter syndrome is real and I'm sure again there's many people out there listening who do suffer from imposter syndrome but at the end of the day it's not you know, it's it's in your head and, you know, doing these affirmations can really help, I think. And this is something that I regularly do as well. So it was really nice to hear your thing that you aim to live by. So thank you so much for coming on today. It's been lovely having you on. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. No problem. I'm sure people will take so much away about Pinterest marketing and be sure to check Tammy out. I'll link her Instagram in the show notes below so that you can go over and say hello and maybe talk a little bit more about Pinterest. If you need some tips and tricks, I'm sure she'll she'll be willing to help you out. That's it, guys and gals. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Girls in Marketing podcast. You can binge listen to all of our previous episodes on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So far, we've covered everything from setting up your own agency and perfecting your personal branding to exploring influencer and fashion marketing. If you like any of them, we'd love it if you could leave a review. It really helps the Girls in Marketing family grow. Oh, and don't forget, you can join thousands of others and connect with us online too. Just search Girls in Marketing on Instagram, find us on LinkedIn or join one of our Facebook groups. We can't wait for the next episode, but until then, we'll chat to you on our DMs. Bye.